It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Rangers star shortstop Corey Seager is going to be on the IL for at least a month with a hamstring injury. On today's show, we're breaking down what the Rangers need to do to win without him, who is going to step up to replace him, and a look at this Rangers squad and how deep it is without Corey Seager. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Paddock, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all five seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Thank y'all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Paddock. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Now, on today's show, we are getting into the big news of today, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, basically this entire week, the biggest news of the week is that Corey Seager has been placed on the 10-day IL with a left hamstring strain. It is a grade 2 strain, meaning he will miss at least four weeks, then be reevaluated. We'll see how much more time he misses after that. Leody Tavares was the corresponding roster move. He was brought up off the 10-day IL with his oblique injury that he suffered in spring training. Rangers have their center fielder back at the cost. Well, not necessarily at the cost, but at the same time that Corey Seager is going on the IL. This is a huge bummer of news for Rangers fans. Corey Seager was the best Rangers hitter of the season so far. He was off to a just red-hot start, 11 games, 49 plate appearances. Only had one home run, but was absolutely smashing baseball, hitting 359 with an on-base of 469 and an OPS of 1,008. He got injured on a stupid double into that stupid shifting crap that the Royals did on him. He tried to stretch a double into a triple and pulled up because he was running too hard. Corey Seager, I talked about it in yesterday's show, that Seager was not a guy who ran super hard all the time with Texas Rangers last year, and I think that is a good thing. I think that players with hamstring injuries should not be ones who are absolutely gunning it out down first base at trying to hustle out every single you know ground ball in the infield. Manny Machado is a guy who got dogged on that for a lot, but it's held up. For him, um, he's been a very, very healthy player throughout his career. Has not missed more than 12 games in a season in the last five, six seasons. Nelson Cruz was the guy who had some hamstring issues, and a lot of times he would reaggravate them by trying to hustle out extra bases, extra doubles, whatever. And I get it's a little bit of a different situation this year because the Rangers are actually trying to win, um, and you're really wanting guys to take that extra base. And I, per- I'm pretty sure he probably could have gotten a triple from that. But the Royals outfield only 
employing two regular outfielders kind of in left center and right center field and one guy in the traditional shift position and Corey Seager hitting the ball the other way. He thought, okay, I can take advantage. I can get my uh, one triple of the year. Last year, he had one triple. Um, For most of the seasons in his big league career, he has had exactly one or zero triples. He had five in 2016. He had three in 2021, and he has had either one or zero in every other season of his big league career. But it was not to be. It was not a triple for him, and he pulled up with that hamstring injury. He has had a hamstring injury before in the past. He missed a month of the season in, I believe it was 2021, with that left hamstring injury. Yes, or 2019, um, from June 12th to July 10th in 2019 with the Dodgers. He missed 29 days with the left hamstring strain. Then another left hamstring strain. That is one of those injuries that gets worse the more times you injure it and you're wanting him to be healthy for the long haul. That was one of the concerns when they signed Corey Seager is that he had not been a guy who played a whole lot of games. Last year, he played 151 games. He was very healthy for the Rangers, missed a little bit of time due to Knicks here and there and missed the last couple games of the season because the season was over and there was no need to push Corey Seager anymore for a team that was already had already crossed the 90 loss threshold. Um, but the last time he had played 150 games in a season before last year was his rookie year in 2016. It'd been a while. The Rangers training staff did a good job of keeping him healthy, but at a certain point, there's only so much you can do. I mean, so much was made of the injury concerns with the starting pitching staff. We kind of forgot that Corey Seager um, and Mitch Garver are also a little bit injury prone on the hitter side as well. Mitch Garver is going to be out of the lineup for at least another seven days. He is on the IL. They have Sandy Leone up um, for him while he is hurt. And Corey Seager, it is going to be a lot of Josh Smith. That has been echoed as the plan from Chris Young and from Bruce Bochy. It is going to be a lot of Josh Smith who hit second in this blowout loss. I'm Full disclosure, I am recording in the bottom of the eighth inning. Barring some miracle comeback, uh, I am still keeping an eye on the score and the game out of the corner of my eye while recording this. But barring that, it is going to be a loss and an end to the winning streak for this Texas Rangers club. But Josh Smith was playing shortstop and hitting second in this one. Still, um, I like him being the shortstop while Corey Seager is uh, on the mend. But I don't really love him hitting in the two-hole. I know I said a lot of complimentary things about him yesterday, um, but I do like his defense. I think in terms of the guys on the roster defensively at shortstop, I th- I think Josh Smith is their best option. I, I know a lot of people might be clamoring for Marcus Simeon to play some shortstop, and I think he could be pretty good there too. Maybe he's just as good defensively as Josh Smith, but I think just keeping Simeon there, keeping him with that consistency at second base, that's something that he likes. But... If you want to get Ezekiel Duran in, which, again, the Rangers have said that Ezekiel Duran is going to play some shortstop while Corey Seager is on the IL, I think that's fine. I've seen him a few times at shortstop. I think he's okay. He's not great. He's got a huge, huge arm. Um, Not quite as quick twitch defensively. um, Not able to make as quick reactions as Josh Smith. I think the glove is just a little bit, the you know, the softness of the hands. He's not quite as great as Josh Smith is there. I think he'll be serviceable, just not quite there. And I think the offensive ceiling, obviously with the lack of power in Josh Smith's game, Josh Smith brings a little bit more on base, a little bit better quality at bats, a little bit more pitches seen um, than Ezekiel Duran does. But Duran definitely provides a whole lot more thump in that bat. So 
we'll see how how much of each of these guys we get. I think defensively, the Rangers will be fine. It might even be a bit of an upgrade with either of those guys over Corey Seager. Seager has not been super great defensively. And as I'm saying this, talking about the quality of pitches that Josh Smith is seeing, he is in the middle of a 10-pitch at-bat in the bottom of the eighth inning. But still, uh, I think the Rangers defense will improve just a little bit, but it is going to be a huge, huge hole for them offensively. Coming up, we're going to look at how deep this lineup is actually. They're going to be tested with Corey Seager out for a month and Mitch Garver on the shelf for at least another week and who needs to step up offensively. But first, this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know what the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, this Texas Rangers lineup, I talked a lot in the offseason about the depth of it, but a lot of that came from knowing the top three were going to be the top three. From Marcus Simeon to Corey Seager to Nathaniel Lowe, you really needed those guys to be at their best. Nathaniel Lowe, uh, thankfully, in this game, the first game without Corey Seager, hit a home run. Maybe that is a good sign of him getting back on track. Marcus Simeon has still been a little bit of a struggle heading into the Wednesday night game. He had an OPS under 600. I think he'll figure it out. He's had some pretty quality at-bats. Again, he is a slow starter, but the one walk to 10 strikeouts is not exactly what you want to see from your other uh, hundred plus million dollar middle infielder when your other one has gone on the IL. I think Marcus Simeon is really um, hopefully going to step up. He's a very good player and we saw how incredibly consistent he can be in the back half of last year. After he got that first home run, everything was just smooth sailing. I thought maybe that might be the case this year. Hasn't quite been so much. Not as awful a start as last year, but still not super great. Daniel Lowe has been okay heading into the game before he homered. Um, He had a 306 on base, slugging 435, a 741 OPS. That's fine, but that is not Silver Slugger Nathaniel Lowe, who I believe on Tuesday was actually awarded the the actual physical trophy for his Silver Slugger. I think the Rangers are going to need a whole lot from him. I, I think that Josh Smith does have a very good mentality heading into this heading into this extended time where he is going to get a chance to shine and him being asked about, well, what are you going to do to step up to be Corey Seager? He's like, I'm not Corey Seager. I'm just not. And that's that's a good attitude to have. And that's fine. Nobody's Corey Seager except for Corey Seager. And the rest of the lineup is going to have to step up in a big way. They're going to need some big contributions from Adolis Garcia. He is more than capable of it. Josh Young is still a rookie, but putting together some really quality at-bats early on in the season. I think we'll see a little bit more of him in the two-hole. That is kind of what I would like to see. Young is a more kind of complete hitter than some of the other guys they might slide up, or if they just want to just just move everybody up one, put Nathaniel Lowe hitting second, and then Adele is hitting third, and Josh Young batting cleanup, I think that might be an acceptable outcome as well. But we've seen that with with these two big bats and Mitch Garver, who's not quite as big a bat as Corey Seager, but still a big bat, and with both those guys on the shelf, the Rangers can line up some some not super great offense. I mean, this, this lineup they put out in the finale of this series, I mean, you have Josh Smith hitting second. No offense to Josh Smith, it's just not super great. You have Robbie Grossman hitting in six hole, Brad Miller hitting seventh, Leo Tavares and Sandy Leone um, 
batting ninth. That is not necessarily a super fearsome bottom third of the order or even, you know, bottom four of the order. It's not super great. Granted, I will give Brad Keller some credit. He has been a good pitcher this year, but he really, really shut down this Rangers offense. They only got a, a pair of hits and one walk outside of the um, solo shot from Nathaniel Lowe in the bottom of the first inning. That was it. That was all they got uh, out, out of Brad Keller, who has been Credit to him, very good this year. He's a 27-year-old. They've had some real troubles with developing pitchers. Last year was not the best for him, um, but has had some good seasons in the past. This year is off to a good start, 17 innings in three starts with a 2-12 ERA. They have had a lot of pitchers with some promise in years past, and the Royals have not done a good job of developing them. It seems like Brad Keller is doing a good job of um, getting on it. Nathan Ivaldi did not have a great outing either. Five innings for him. Credit him for at least getting through five innings. I mean, it was kind of a rough one for him. Things just kind of kept on snowballing for him. At least he wasn't walking anybody. Five, that is the one of the few good things I have to say about his outing. Only allowed the one home run. Did strike out seven in five innings, but allowed ten hits and six runs, all of which were earned. Not exactly what you're looking for. Then a really rough outing again from Taylor Hearn. Two innings with four runs. This is a couple of back-to-back innings outings for Taylor Hearn that were just rough and in mop-up duty. The Rangers could only get two innings out of him, um, and even then they gave up four runs, and they were pretty much out of this one. Um, and it was rough to watch. Honestly, it was pretty rough to watch. I think he'll bounce back. I think he'll be okay. Um, but he is not somebody that I'm really super counting on the Rangers to go to in high leverage situations. But this Rangers offense, they're going to need some stepping up from these guys. And I mean, I was so optimistic about what we were going to see from, you know, Robbie Grossman being that six, seven hole hitter, more looking at seven hole, maybe eight hole. Um, and then Leody, um hitting ninth and then your DH being more Mitch Garver than it would be Brad Miller. But it seems like they're going to rely a little bit more on Brad Miller, which, again, they're going to need him to step up too. I mean, they're going to need everybody in this lineup to step up. And they have quality, competent hitters basically all throughout the lineup. But, I mean, Leody had a a nice little uh, rehab stint. Hopefully that he can come back and look a little bit more like the Leody Tavares that – that we saw in the first half of last year than we did in the second half of last year because the second half of last year was just incredibly rough. We're going to see him play some really good center field defense, and I think that will be another you know, benefit, another feather in the Rangers' cap. They have had some misadventures in the outfield, um, but one, there is one good thing about Corey Seager being put on the I.L. Not that it's you know something that is better than him being put on the aisle. But there is a good part about that. It means that the Rangers aren't going to have to make their decision on Travis Jankowski, whether he is staying up or whether they're going to have to DFA him, pass him through wires, or if they're going to have to send Bubba Thompson down to get some um, everyday at-bats in Tripoli, they can kind of keep both those guys on the roster. I think they would like to at this point. Both those guys have had pretty good weeks so far coming up big especially in that Sunday game both those guys came up really big and also came up big in the Monday win as well so getting those guys both in lineup with their game-changing speed with their pretty decent defense in the outfield Jankowski I think a little bit more so than Bubba Thompson but both of those guys are going to be able to stay at the big league club with the Rangers and that is one small um, look on the bright side kind of moment for this Texas Rangers squad coming up we're going to look at a a important uh, important outing from Jack Leiter and a really really good game from Evan Carter and 
as well as a look ahead at this weekend series against these Houston Astros. Hopefully, hopefully your Texas Rangers can, um, can sustain and um, at least hold their own against this Houston team and how well this team is going to do in the month ahead without Corey Seager. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels all your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. You know, did you discover some subscriptions that you forgot about? Did Rocket Money cancel a subscription for you that was otherwise tricky or canceling? This is some things that they can do. They can absolutely take care of all these unwanted bills. I know it's really difficult to keep track of all the different subscriptions that you signed up for, whether it's, you know, whether it's like, you know, some subscription to a TV service like the Stars app you wanted to watch one show and that free gaming trial you never actually used. You know, Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time. Also get alerted if anything looks off. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. This episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack but you don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever. That is Built. You have got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste, then Built Bars are the perfect thing for you. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That is right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but they make these protein bars bars taste like candy bars they are so freaking good now you don't need to wait to go get a box for years we can tell you to order your built bars at built.com and now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club um you can get specialty flavors at built.com if you're close to a sam's club run in and grab yourself a 13 bar box of our hip flavors brownie brownie powder puff and churro puff you can thank me later go try yourself some built bars now this rangers team I was talking, I've been talking for the last couple weeks about how easy the schedule is to start off the season where the Rangers really need to take advantage of these series against inferior teams. Now they have done that in the first two games against the Royals. They got their butts kicked in the finale, didn't end up with a sweep. Okay, it happens. It's one game, just blow it off. Not a great start by Evaldi. That's kind of a bummer, but it'll be fine. Now the Rangers do have a three-game series in Houston. The starting pitching has been set. The, the Astros do still have a losing record. They're coming off a series against the Pirates, um, coming off a 7 to nothing win. So we will see how well this Rangers squad fares up against Houston Astros. It would have been really freaking nice to have Corey Seager in the lineup against this, this really dangerous Astros squad. But it is going to be, honestly, a lot of fun to see these pitching matchups. We're going to see... Um, we're going to, to see Martin Perez on the hill on Friday. He is going to face off against Luis Garcia on Saturday. We're going to get John Gray versus Hunter Brown, the young rookie who looks absolutely dominant, and that's why they part of the reason why they can just let Justin Verlander go for for nothing um, because they just turn out amazing starting pitchers over and over and over again, which is really frustrating, and uh, I'm very envious. And then we have a a lefty battle on the Sunday night baseball finale. The Rangers will be playing Sunday night baseball for two out of the first three weeks. How is that for a Texas Rangers squad that people are excited to see? That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. A team that has not played on Sunday night baseball in so freaking long gets two games in the span of three weeks. That's awesome. It'll be Frambert Valdez versus Andrew Heaney in that Sunday night baseball clash. 
uh, in Houston. But it is going to be a lot of really great starting pitching. It has been a very good start season for Framber Valdez and Hunter Brown. Not so much for Luis Garcia, who is probably supposed to be, I think, the number two starter on this team so far. It has been a couple of rough outings for him. He has started against the White Sox, where he was tagged for three runs in five innings, and then against Minnesota for four earned runs in four innings. He has had a little bit of a problem with the walks, three walks in his last start of four innings, and two walks in the start before that. Not the best start to the season for him. He has a seven ERA. I think he'll figure it out. Hopefully, he cannot figure it out until after the Rangers get done with him, Um, but I don't know. We'll see. The Rangers got to see Hunter Brown last year in his MLB debut. He looked absolutely dominant. That was also when the Rangers were kind of at at their worst point. It felt like it was just at their most depressed. And oh, here comes here comes this this stellar rookie um, for the Houston Astros, who's going to be kicking your butts for the next five six years. Uh, good luck. Have fun with that. Um, not exactly encouraging stuff. But this Rangers team does have a lot of easy games on the schedule coming up. They are going to have a series. Back against the Kansas City Royals after this three-game set with the Astros in Houston. They will travel to Kansas City. Then they get the A's at home for three games, then on the road to the Reds. Um, So thankfully, a nine-game stretch after this Astros series that is going to be a little bit easier. Then four games against the Yankees, and things get a little bit harder once the calendar turns to May. The Rangers have a more difficult schedule in the month of May than they had anticipated or had seen earlier. They have a couple games against the Diamondbacks, a few games against the Angels, then on the road against the Mariners, and three games against the Braves in the middle of that month. That is about when we're hoping... Corey Seager will be back. Again, we don't know with a second time um, of him being put in his career on the IL because of a left hamstring strain. Maybe it'll take a little bit longer. Hopefully not any more than two months. Hopefully not much more than a month. The Rangers offense, I don't think, can sustain a two-month stretch without Corey Seager and still um, keep up their winning ways. At this point, they are still in a tie for first place atop the AL West. I don't know if the Angels play on Thursday, but they might end up playing on Thursday and getting a half game lead on the Rangers, but still Rangers have a winning record through the first three, four series. What I just say <laughs> the first, um, five, four series. I can't do math <laughs> Four series. Not that counting is math. Um, they're in a good place. They, if they can take at least honestly, just take one of this series in Houston and then take win the series, all three of these next series against the Royals, against the A's and against the Reds, the A's are in a really, really rough way. Um, so hopefully they can go ahead and take that sweep at home against the A's um, and then travel to the Reds and just beat down on a bad Reds team. But um, yeah, I'm hoping that's what the Rangers can get out of the next nine games. So hopefully it's not going to be too hard for them. Just really got to take advantage of playing those bad teams when you play them. We've seen what the Tampa Bay Rays have done to start their season. They have a really great run differential and they have been really good and they have not lost. Um, actually, they might've lost tonight um, against the Red Sox, but heading into the series against the Red Sox, they had not lost and they were absolutely kicking the, <laughs> the freaking teeth out of every team. That is what the Rangers need to do. If they want to be a playoff team, they have got to, they have got to kick the crap out of the bad teams. This was a rough one, a 10 to one loss to end the series. But again, taking two out of three again, eventually even the Kansas city Royals, a team very offensively inept for most of the last, I don't know, decade or so. Occasionally they're going to have games where they beat you 10 to one. When you have your number two starter on the Hill, that's going to happen. It's fine. Things happen. It's baseball. You got to move on. You just got to win more than you lose. Nobody ever goes 162 and Oh, Maybe the Rays will, or maybe they've already lost as I'm saying this. I'm already looking stupid, Um, but still, 
the Rangers are not shooting for 162 wins. They're not shooting for 100 wins. If they hit 85, I think that'll be in a really, really good place and hopefully good enough to make the playoffs. But they are still in need of some help on that front. I do want to talk about the game that Evan Carter had. A really, really nice game for him. Not the best game for Jack Leiter, but still good enough and for him. I am still a little worried about him and his walk rate. He went through four and a third innings tonight for Frisco. Four hits, one run, which was earned four walks and seven strikeouts. The Jack Leiter stuff is still really freaking good. He is still having problems staying in the strike zone, but a really big game for Evan Carter this game is not quite finished as I am recording it. Somehow it is going longer than the Texas Rangers game that just got done at a 10-1 to loss. But Evan Carter started off the game with a home run, a nine-pitch walk, and then another home run. He is a guy who is doing very well to start the season, hitting three thirty-three in double a really excited to see what the season has for him he is the rangers top prospect for a freaking reason he is incredibly good he is still just 20 years old and will not be able to legally purchase alcohol in these united states until august early august mid-august some point sorry evan carter don't have your birthday off the top of my head ah the end of august 8 29 so it's going to be quite a while before this guy can buy his first beer and maybe he'll be in the big leagues by the time he can buy his first beer i don't know if he keeps on having these you know, games where he's having multiple home runs and a nine pitch walks and stolen bases as well then uh, he's probably going to be in triple a i don't know maybe at the midpoint this season and maybe maybe not because when he gets his first cup of coffee i don't know but just exciting stuff for evan carter to have a game like that it is a small sample size we've only been going in the minor league season for about a week um and already i'm uh losing my mind at one kumar rocker starting and one really great evan carter game um but still that's what you got <laughs> when the Corey seager bad news drops i gotta find my bits of happiness elsewhere the rangers do still have a winning record they did just get their teeth kicked in by the royals but hey the rangers are still in first place in the AL West, and that will be good enough for now. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every day. I'll be back tomorrow with an episode with Sully. We are going to be doing a crossover talking about the Rangers' hot start of the season. We'll probably talk a little bit more about old Corey Seager and about Jacob freaking DeGrom and about the haters not being impressed enough with Texas Rangers. Granted, it's small sample size, but I gotta get I gotta get my wins and brag on these Texas Rangers being in a playoff spot while I can because who knows how long they'll be there. Baseball is a crazy, wild, wacky sport, and your Texas Rangers are still doing a half decent job of it, even in their first game without Corey Seeger. That's going to do it for today's show, and until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.